The A to Zeke Podcast. First round of the Stanley Cup playoffs are in full swing. Couple games on the docket tonight already. Montreal against Ottawa, New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, Anaheim, Winnipeg later on, and then uh, Minnesota, St. Louis later on. We'll touch on each one of those series here coming up uh, in this segment. But first, Zeke, I've got a pet peeve. Being a radio programmer and a fairly slightly Minnesota Wild, I don't know if fan's the right word, but I'm rooting for them. Why the heck are they playing games at 8.30 against a team in the same freaking time zone as them? I It doesn't make any sense to me either. Yeah, it's, it's it just stupid. baffles me because up here... Um, we're a Minnesota Twins affiliate at my station, yep. and our contract with the Minnesota Twins is is a lot better than what we get with the Wild trade-wise and stuff to, to carry the games. The only game that we're going to be able to carry because it conflicts with the Twins was game number one. That's stupid. Every other That's game. Awful. I mean, you'd think with the Twins on the West Coast taking on the C, the Seattle Mariners this weekend... Mm-hmm. And, and not starting till 9 o'clock each night, you'd be able to get some freaking games in. Oh, and see, my thing is, is with... Like, I, you know, you know how this goes. You got to make sure the game starts okay, and you got to make sure the game closes okay. Well, being a guy that gets up at the butt crack of dawn, I like to go to bed early. Well, when the game doesn't get over until midnight because it starts at 8.30, that doesn't really uh, help out a whole lot. So, I, I hear you. We, I get, we have automated if, music after the games until midnight, then go into satellite programming at midnight. And if you tell tell the program, I mean, if, if, if the game ends before midnight... And you have the the satellite program start, it's a mess. If the game goes after midnight and you have your automation start, it's a mess. So you kind of have to stay awake and see, okay, yeah, for, see for, for radio, the, the, the post game is exactly a half hour for when the last out is made. So if the, if the game is over by 1129, you can pretty much figure it's going to go into midnight. But it's still a pet peeve. They have to stay up that late. And then, like you said, be up to do a morning show the next day is just garbage. Oh, and Come it, on, baseball. It makes sense. Well, like, it makes sense. I get it for baseball right now, and I get it. I'd get it if we were playing the Ducks, but I don't get it playing the Blues in the same time zone as us. Anyway, enough of my rant. Let's talk some hockey. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. Montreal against Ottawa. We said this could be a close series. We said that Ottawa might have a good chance to upset Montreal, and we were really, really wrong. Montreal dominating against the Sens, Zeke. Yeah, we, we talked about it with Luke last week. I mean, the series came down to Carey Price versus Andrew Hammond. Andrew Hammond, uh, let me look for his numbers here. He was 21-2 and two down the stretch, allowed seven goals on 81 shots in the first two games against Montreal. Complete garbage. He's been benched <laughs> for, for game four, which is happening uh, right now. We're recording this at about uh, 7.30 on Wednesday. Craig Anderson in net uh, for the, the last time out. Made 47 saves and a 2-1 to overtime loss. So game three, not quite as lopsided as the other games, but we we expected the Hamburger, to, the Hamburger to fall off at some point. We just didn't expect him to fall this hard. That was brutal watching him out there. Yeah, and it's, he's just been garbage. You know, we talked about it, and we talked about it and drilled it in at that how big goaltending is in the NHL playoffs. And we thought that maybe this guy could do it. We talked about how many... Uh, different goalkeepers across the league were getting their first playoff starts in Peter Mrazek, Devin Dubnik, and the Hamburglar. And Peter Mrazek and Devin Dubnik have done great. 
Uh, Hamilton has not. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Hamilton, not good. The center's coach, Dave Cameron, basically came out and said that that Craig Anderson has a proven playoff record, and he's a good goalie. Anderson's 33. He's 10-13 and 13 in the playoffs with a 2.56 goals against average, uh, 0.928 save percentage, but he has 24 Stanley Cup playoff games in his back pocket. Yeah, and not bad. Yeah, Andrew Hammond just just ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, the Detroit Red Wings. My Detroit Red Wings have a two-one series lead against the Tampa Bay Lightning and Zika. After the conversation we had with Luke, who knows a little bit more about hockey than both of us put together, I I'm still pretty surprised to see the the Wings leading two to one. Yeah, I, I mean the the Wings weren't going to make it easy on the Lightning, and the Lightning weren't going to make it easy on the Wings. And yeah. and like you said, Detroit up 2-1, uh, kind of the last hurrah for the, the core of that Detroit Red Wings team, who I, I think you told me this once, have not missed the playoffs since you've been born. Yeah, it's uh, and people go, well, there was a strike in the middle of that. Okay, that year does not count. The streak is still alive. I am 22 years old. The Wings have been in the playoffs 24 straight years. I have never watched a, a Stanley Cup playoff without my team in it. Right, but how many incredible. Stanley Cups have they won during that 24-year streak? Enough to make it, I mean, not not bad. I, I, know, I don't know exactly, but I think they've got four or five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which, I, which, I mean that, that's four or five more than like my Minnesota Wild yeah, have. That's not, or, or Luke St. Louis Blues, who have been around since, what, 1960-something and, yeah. and have absolutely nothing to show for it. Exactly. There's, uh, there's a few more banners hanging up in our rafters. But Peter Morazic has been brilliant. Uh, gave up two goals in the game one as the Wings won three to two, but... He gave up two goals and had 44 saves in that game. He got absolutely blitzkrieged back there and stood up to the test in his first ever playoff game. Then Tampa Bay fought back at home, picked up the last, the other one 5-1. to one. Not the great game for Morazic. But Mike Babcock came out and said immediately following the game, because people said he was getting a lot of flack for starting Morazic in the playoffs as it was. Then uh, he came out right after game two, and people said, are you going to keep him in net? And he said, absolutely. He's our guy. We're moving forward. And he showed uh, that that was the right decision with a shutout of the Blues in Game 3, stopping 24 shots as the Wings went on to win 3-0. Pavel Datsuk, two goals, including one in last night's game. He's been great for the Wings. Two goals and an assist, leading all uh, uh, all skaters in this series in points. Ben Bishop's not been bad for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 2.03 goal against average. So far through the three games with an 897 save percentage, but Peter Mrazek has been just a little bit better. Keep moving on with the East. The New York Rangers 2-1 series lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, no real surprise here, but what are your thoughts on this series? Um, I'm surprised that Pittsburgh put a, a win together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Luke and I, I think. Uh, we, we both have the Rangers coming out of the East, and we predicted a sweep over these Pittsburgh Penguins. But something to, to, to remember is really the core of these Pittsburgh Penguins is still there with Marc-Andre Fleury, who may be the best, worst postseason goaltender ever. I mean, is, is there anybody with such a reputation for losing big games that has a Stanley Cup that has her name on the Stanley Cup. I mean, you as a Red Wings fan, he got his he got his championship against you guys a couple of years ago. I mean, that was more like a couple, maybe eight years ago already. Yeah, it's been a while Seven or eight. Already. Man, yeah. it seems like just yesterday because it was it was Red Wings Penguins and then Ped, Penguins Red Wings. Yeah. 
in back-to-back years. But and and of course they have arguably one of the premier players in the league in Sidney Crosby, and and they were able to eke one out against this this Henrik Lundqvist led Rangers team. But I I don't see him winning again. No, they don't win again. Rangers got the next two, including one that's going on right now that Pittsburgh is winning right now. Of course, as we're recording this here on Wednesday night, it's but, still the first. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so the Rangers will take a couple more and move on to this series, no problem. Even a bigger surprise for me is that the Caps and the Islanders are tied 2-2. Two to two. I thought the Capitals were going to kind of wet the bed here in the playoffs, but no, nope, uh, they are holding close with the Islanders. And what are your notes on this series, Zeke? Uh, the big overtime win in Game 4. I mean, you don't see very many must-win Game 4s, but everything that's at stake for the Washington Capitals, everything that's at stake for Alexander Ovechkin's legacy hinges on this playoff series. I mean, they they're tied 1-1 going into overtime. Washington able to to sneak away with the win evening the series 2-2, extending the series back to Washington for a game to with the possibility to go up 3 games to 2. I mean, they do have home ice advantage against this this New York Islanders team, but the the bandwagon is filling up on the Islanders hadn't made the playoffs in a very 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 long time. This is their last season before moving to uh, Manhattan, I think. Is that is that where they're, they're moving the New York Islanders to Manhattan Island? That sounds right. I think, yeah. So that'd make a little bit more sense why they'd be called the Islanders then. Right, yeah. So so moving back, their they're last hurrah where they are now. But, but this, this is, I have another must-watch series. But so far, this has been the series to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That one and one over in the West that's been really good as well that I'm sure we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But this is one that I think will go seven games if the Caps can keep fighting as well. Uh, moving on, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up on my bracket that I'm looking at that you guys can't see because this is radio, so we can end with the Minnesota Wild. Calgary Flames have a 3-1 lead over the Vancouver Canucks. But Calgary looking to uh, kind of win that Canada series and end things in Game 5 tomorrow night. Thoughts, Zeke? Chris Russell's been... been- arguably the best player in this series. It's fun to watch because these two teams absolutely hate each other. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's that's what playoff hockey is about, is you want to see the chippiness like we've seen in, in a little bit in this, this Blues Wild series that's been heating up, but just the, the chippiness and just the, the pure hatred that Calgary has for Vancouver. This is this is Canada versus Canada hockey at its best. Oh, absolutely. And especially love when it gets down to these game four and five and these guys have played against each other a few times and they've taken a few hits and they're getting a few grudges. Then that's when it starts to get real good. Yeah, and this has been this has been one of the fun series to watch is because the games have been close, but just just grinded out hockey. And like you said, by the by, games four and five, these guys are sick of playing each other, and they just want to kill each other. And mm-hmm. it's it's fun to watch. Ducks it's kind of bloodthirsty to say, but it's fun to watch. Oh, it is. It's great. It's terrible, but it's great. Ducks Jets says our next series. Ducks lead three over three zero over the Jets. This is a Jets team we thought might be able to pull off an upset, but the Anaheim Ducks playing very well in the third period have kind of proved us wrong, Zeke. Yeah, I mean. The Winnipeg Jets showing their youth and the Anaheim Ducks doing what great teams do in the third period. In all three games, the Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets have had the lead going into the third period, yet they're 0-3 right now. In all three games, Anaheim has had to come back 
in the third period, and they find themselves at 3-0, and that's what great teams do. Watch out for the Anaheim Ducks on this side of the bracket. Yeah, they, they're looking deadly. I mean, the Jets are no schlub team. If they can sweep the Jets, uh, I think they'll move on past Calgary or Vancouver either way. We mentioned that before, that either the Ducks or the Jets would... We thought the series would go maybe go seven, and then the winner of this would no problem against the next one. But if the Ducks are going to put the Jets away this easily, I think that uh, they might be looking at uh, playing in the Stanley Cup Finals at the end. We'll see what happens. Uh, a couple more left in this side of the bracket. The Nashville Predators against the Chicago Blackhawks. We just saw Chicago win in a three-overtime thriller. Well, that's the second game of this series to go overtime, if I'm not mistaken. This has been a good series that's been a lot closer than the, than the 3-1 would show. It has. And, I mean, the three-overtime series, one of the longest playoff games in history. Two division rivals with the with the, the realignment of the divisions. And and you can see it in this this series, too. Where it's it's game game five coming up, Chicago has a chance to clinch on Nashville's home ice, and these guys hate each other as well. I like these first round matchup series where you get division versus division opponents because the Minnesota Wild within this division really don't have that team that they hate, other than the Blackhawks, maybe it might be the only one. But the Jets are new. I think the Predators are new. The Blues are new. Really, before this, the team I hated the most was the Vancouver Canucks. And why they were in our division in the first place when they're way out on the Canadian West Coast is beyond me. But th- this kind of fuels the, rival- the rivalry. Like, before this series, I had really had no reason to hate the St. Louis Blues. But now I want to punch Steve Ott in the face. <laughs> well, Steve Ott wants to punch you in the face, too. <laughs> I know he so does. The, so the feeling is mutual. You've been, <laughs> uh, have you been happy with the way the Wild are playing here leading up to uh, one over the Blues? It's about... It, what I was hoping for, not what I expected. I mean, the key to this series when we previewed it last week was Devin Dubnik and what can Devin Dubnik do? Game one, he was great. Game two, not so much. Game three, earned the first shutout of the playoffs. Uh, was a 3 nothing shutout of the St. Louis Blues. Granted, he only had 17 saves in that game where the, the wild defense has been playing amazing in front of him. But it, it the Devin Dubnik, other than maybe Zach Parise putting the goal in net, Devin Dubnik is the most important player for the Wild right now. I mean, he's, he's going to play for a contract extension. I think if memory serves me correctly, he's he's going to be a free agent after this year. And the way he's oh, yeah. played, teams are going to be foaming at the mouth. But he fits into what Mike Yo and his system do so well, I really can't see him going anywhere else. No, the Wild would be idiotic to let him go. He's been he's been good. Uh, they need to learn how to shut down Tarasenko. And but the thing that, the, other than that, the thing that's really impressed me the most about the Wild is you saw it, in, and you only really saw it as much in Game Three, where the Blues they got down and they were playing so chippy. They were taking shots left and right, which is that's hockey. That's the way you do it. And mm-hmm. in the wild, instead of Zihana stooping down a little bit, getting in these fights and taking shots right back, they kept a level head. They they played Minnesota wild hockey and they won three nothing. And it made the Blues look like they were so desperate out there grabbing for straws, where they really weren't. Because most of the time you start chipping, the other team chips back. But the Wild kept the level head. They kept cool, and it made the the Blues look ridiculous. Yeah, and I heard I heard a Matt Dumba interview uh, on our our Eminem sports feed today where it says they're they're trying to get in our heads but we're not letting them in they're pro, they're trying to play chippy but we're continuing to play smart and you mentioned Vladimir Tarasenko a hat trick in game two he didn't have any shots on goal in game three so Mike Yo and that coaching staff making adjustments yeah I mean St. Louis getting desperate they're going back to their 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 best lines top lines gonna be Steen Backus Oshie 
followed by Schwartz, Laterra, and Tarasenko on that second line. Berglund, Stansny, and, and and Jaskin. I mean, when you have Paul Stansny on your third line, like like Luke said last week, it's just... It, I mean, he was one of the best players for the Colorado Avalanche last year during their playoff run. Mm-hmm. So so kind of going back into desperation mode where game two, they switched up their lines. The, the Wild are a lot bigger and they're fast, but the Minnesota Wild are faster and they're quicker. And, and that's what's been translating into wins. Yeah, and this has already been a very, very fun series to watch. And I'm sure it will continue that as the uh, game four is tonight as we're recording this on Wednesday evening. Any closing thoughts on the NHL playoffs so far before we move on? I mean, granted, I mean, other than the, maybe the, the utter domination of Ottawa that we've seen, kind of the way we've we predicted um, mm-hmm. team-wide, not, not length of games-wise, we thought the Anaheim-Winnipeg series would be a little bit more competitive than what it's been. But for the most part, pretty much what we predicted. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, that never happens. Well, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, go back and listen, listen to our March Madness podcast. <laughs> we'll see what happens when we talk again in a week. It'll probably all be all sorts of messed up. But otherwise, uh, not not too bad so far. That's segment two of the A to Zeke podcast. Segment three, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs. That's coming up next.